gentlemen, we have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. Hey friends, welcome to the Boldly Going Podcast. This is your host, your friend, your fearless leader on this conversation journey with the creative, brilliant, inspirational people of the universe right here on planet Earth. My name is Jason Sowell. Um, welcome back to another episode of the Boldly Going Podcast. Really excited about this one. We have a great friend on this episode named Lewis Jr. And uh, yes, that is his name, Lewis Jr. It's not a not a not a stage name, nothing like that. It's his actual name. Lewis Jr., uh, incredible personality, a uh, beautiful human being that lives uh, and works in the Ybor City area of Tampa, Florida. Um, he is a, he's a hip-hop artist. Uh, he's a writer. He does some incredible stuff. He's got an incredible album out uh, right now called Nothing More, Nothing Greater. You should definitely go look that up. You can find it on uh, on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your music digitally. It's probably there. Nothing More, Nothing Greater by Lewis Jr. You want to spell out his last name, not J-R, but J-U-N-I-O-R. Lewis Jr., he's incredible. Um, we're really excited to have him on the, on the episode today. We had a great conversation about music and writing processes and influences, and um, we even got into movie, movie influences on and sci-fi um really fun really fun episode he is he is brilliant uh i call him the uh the cornell west of our day of our generation if you don't know who cornell west is go look him up google him look at his picture and then go look at lewis jr's picture and you'll know what i'm talking about um the title of today's episode is something that he said uh in the episode about his own writing style about what he does and uh that title is uh, I want to be an instrument of the song itself. So episode uh, titled Be an Instrument of the Song Itself. Um, listen for that and what he's talking about there and why he writes the way he does. Really, really great. Uh, you can find him on uh, social media, on Instagram at Big Brown Downtown. Big Brown Downtown. You can find him on Twitter at Lewis X Jr. And uh, if you look him up, you'll find his website as well. There's links to his music there, uh, Lewis Jr. And um, yeah, really, really great episode with Lewis Jr. Uh, before we jump into it, let me uh, remind you, as always, uh, we are part of the State Lines Podcast Network. Uh, you can find that at state-lines.com, and you will find some incredible other podcasts there, some uh, some really great writing, some other people doing some good podcasts that you should definitely follow and get into. Uh, you can find State Lines on uh, social media as well, but go to state-lines.com. You'll find all those links there. And then, uh, you know, always we like to encourage you to um, uh, be a part of your community, do something to give back to your community, find a way uh, to uh, to give what you have to help people in need because there's always people uh, worse off with, than you and it gives life perspective and uh, I think everyone should be giving back on, on some level. Find something that's in your community that you believe in. Uh, if you're looking for something to be a part of, uh, feel free to check out my organization, Current Initiatives. You can uh, find us online uh, engagecurrent.org or on social media at engagecurrent and um, yeah just get involved with something do something to give back to your community that's what uh, being a part of the boldly going is all about 
boldly going to do something in your community, to offer something, offer what you have to the world. And uh, because you have something, you definitely have something to offer to the world, and the world needs you to give that. So please go do that. Uh, But before you do, finish listening to this episode. Uh, All right, let's jump into it now uh, with my great friend, Lewis Jr. Here we go. down and out sick once a year you know it just kick my ass just, yeah yeah this isn't even it yet i'm just tired <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you been uh what have you been doing you just burn you work on your album and slinging drinks yep. over there burning the candle at both ends man i uh right now i've just been kind of uh trying to, to uh, piece together more uh, visuals and uh, actually that's what this clipboard is. I'm going to keep drawing out like a treatment for a video I'm working on soon. Nice. And uh, trying to figure out how I'm actually going to be able to um, get the setting right. So I want to, uh, essentially it's going to be like a, uh, a padded room scenario, straight jacket. I'm going to be like having this back and forth conversation with like, myself essentially but with my my demons you know what i mean like it's a okay. battle with my vices but yep. it's all symbolic i'm in the i'm in the uh the padded room the padded room is my mind you know what i mean and like i can't escape certain thoughts and then your vices right being another iteration it's, it's it's this whole thing that i've been like toying with for a while okay and i'm really psyched on it but uh yeah now it's time to actually pull the trigger and do it all right like, okay where do you start <laughs> you know how do i get this room how do true. i do this how do i you know, uh, yeah that's true budgeting it all out and what have you still falling all on my pockets which is perfectly fine with me yeah but i also have other obligations in the meantime right 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 right, right. You know? yeah i mean you need to pay your pay your rent mm-hmm. you know pay your bills yeah, you know, i might eat every once in a while you know? yeah i mean i guess <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's helpful. I mean, but I mean, it, it's it's fun. It's like uh, the learning process is really fun as well. Even though, like you know, you have your pitfalls and your and your peaks, but uh, you know, it's interesting just kind of learning as you go. You know. Yeah. And I've got a lot of cool people, good people in my corner that are really trying to uh, help me and uh, help guide me or help me. Uh, I don't know. Get all my things. Be, be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I've got my best interests. Yeah. For now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> Man, you can't, you can't be, uh, what's the word, like, you can't be jaded already. You know? <laughs> uh, all jokes, all jokes. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm going to take a quick, uh, quick uh, Insta photo here. Nice. Real quick, you know, get that. <laughs> Hazy and right. everything. <laughs> no man, you look good. My man. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. Well, uh, yeah, we'll just get into it, man. I'm, it's real casual. I don't have like a 
major intro or anything like that. It's Pretty just a uh, just casual conversation. But uh, for everyone listening, we got Lewis Jr. in the house. Um, if you don't know who that is, you should, and you will soon. Um, so uh, for I, yeah, I mean, I guess for like uh, just a little a little context. I mean, I. Uh yeah. Yeah. How do you how do you introduce yourself to the world with people? I like that. I, I, if you can't see him right now, I you know I call him the uh, the young Cornell West of our of our day. It's true though. Uh, I just gotta I gotta get some gray up here. But yeah, man, you gotta get those gray streaks. I told you about seeing him at Harvard, right? Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it's Lewis, dude. I I, I still kind of like. I'll think about when you told me the first time. I chuckled to myself every once in a while. I'm like, oh, that shit never crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, like, man. Yeah, I mean, this was all just like a, a random experiment anyway. Like, I used to just cut my own hair all the time. And one day I was like, oh, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm okay with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, here we are. <laughs> I, to me, it's like uh, um, when Morgan Freeman played Nelson Mandela. Oh, man. I feel like prior to that, no one ever thought Nelson Mandela. But when that came about, everyone was like, of course, yeah. that dude was born to be Nelson yeah. Mandela. Yeah. I feel like same scenario with you. Like, if and when there is a, uh, if and when that Cornell West movie happens, I'm on it. You were born <laughs> to play that part. I'm on it. <laughs> You're there, uh, so um, yeah. But so, okay, so you you're a you're a, you're a staple Ebor city. Um, it's my stopping. I'm the residents, not right, but like you're just you're just a you're a. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, like to define Ebor city would uh, also include some Lewis Jr. in that, <laughs> in my opinion. I appreciate that. Um, but really, the reason we're here is because you are. Uh, venturing out into your uh, hip-hop artistry. Um, what have you done so far? You've got a couple of EPs or eight So EPs. I've, got, I've got the the nine track. I, I call it an album. I call it a collection of songs more than anything, but it's, it's uh, I put the Nothing More, Nothing Greater out um, December 4th was the release date. And... Uh, Prior to that, I had been just kind of uh, sharing individual songs here and there or doing shows and, uh, you know, showcasing songs that I may not have been able to have recorded yet. Uh, mm. But I'd always been around kind of like sharing tidbits of it, but I'd never put out the full body of work until uh, this past December, which was like a big accomplishment for myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, uh, really proud of it. Uh, yeah. Put a lot of work into it, a lot of effort, a lot of time, and uh, it's being received uh, fairly well, man. I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. the feedback. Man. I mean, you've gotten some, you got some uh, people in your corner already, like yeah. you know, Tim McTake from mm-hmm. Under Oath, like put it out there on his <laughs> yeah. in his world. Uh, for a loop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Did yeah. you? So, um, do you know Tim very well? Well, we we talk all the time, and I uh, I, I got. Uh, acquainted with him I didn't really like grow up listening to like um you know Under Oath and all these other bands and what have you uh, but I would always see him while I was at work and we would talk and uh, 
one day I was just kind of kind of curious, like, what are you doing back here, man? You're always like, hey, I'll be right back. And then I cut around the corner and you're like, you know, in some deep conversation. So, uh-huh. you know, we start having the back and forth. He tells me a little bit more and I start telling him about what I do. And next thing you know, we're, you know, both seeking out each other's content. And yeah. Stuff, which is kind of cool. But, um, yeah, man, he's been wildly supportive, man. I love the dude, man. He's real nice. Yeah. Real, 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 uh, a real person, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, he's he's solid. He's definitely the guy that like we call it. Uh, we jokingly call it pulling a Tim McTague. We're like, uh, yeah, yeah, hold on. And then twenty minutes later, he's still outside on the on the phone, oh, yeah. oh, pacing yeah. back and forth. Like, yep, yep. <laughs> That's why I had to ask because that was exactly what he was doing. He was outside. He's yeah doing the, the gnarliest pace back and forth. Oh, yeah. seen it all. He's hustling. Oh yeah. So curiosity was peaked. Didn't know. A relationship, a friendship with one. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's so, awesome. So, um, talk, tell me a little bit about your, about your music. Obviously, mm-hmm. I've listened to the EP. I dig it. Thank you. Um, we'll put links to it as well in this. Um, so, t- what, I mean, give me the story. Like, how'd you get into it? What made you start doing that? Um, tell me about your stuff. I mean, when I first started uh, working on this project, I, I was... Um, I wasn't sharing music anymore. Like, uh, I'm still writing. I was still doing things for myself. And I, I always say, I'll always do that. You know, I'll always, if I want to share music, uh, that's another thing. But I'll always be writing it until I can't, you know, mm-hmm. until the TikTok stops. But, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. but, um, you know, I, uh, I just kind of like came across uh, a couple of beats and then, uh, you know, I would, pour myself like a cup of coffee and sit on my front porch and like take a notepad with me and just kind of like, you know, see what ideas were coming out of it. I wasn't trying to really like piece together anything. I was just writing a song because I found a couple beats I thought were really cool. And um, it kind of snowballed into, you know, two songs became four, four songs became, you know, and and so on and so forth. And uh, eventually it started (laughs) to become me like scaling back the songs. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just all a very, um, you know, I hate to say it was like happenstance, but like, it was just very natural how it occurred. I didn't seek out, uh, production. I was just like, man, I wonder if this guy still does this and look up some of that. I'm like, oh, this is really dope. I have an idea. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't try to force like the songwriting. Like I, I've got like you know, like a huge stockpile of beats that I've like collected over the years and really? stuff. And like sometimes listening to them and I'm like, man, this beat is so crazy. Like I love this, but like uh, eventually like if you can't pin something to that or if you can't come up with a concept for that, it doesn't matter how cool the beat is or how how much you're into it, might not necessarily be your beat. Right. You right, know, yeah, it might yeah. not necessarily be for you. Yeah. You like it, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but I always hang on to those too. <laughs> oh, for sure, because it might come back around. Right? Exactly, you know, down the line, I'm like, oh man, why didn't I think about it like? Yeah, that? yeah, it's just life experience. Interesting. So, is that where songwriting for you is that where it begins for you? Is the oh, beat for sure? For yeah. Sure. I I I mean, like I, I write outside of that as well, but uh, I prefer to. Um, I look at it like, uh, you know, it's it's it's. Uh, 
the beat is telling me a little bit more. It's, it's kind of guiding me. Like mm. I feel the emotion mm-hmm. of the beat or yeah. wherever that triggers me. And I'll go from there. Like I can write without the beat, sure. Sure. But uh, I kind of like maneuvering between. I don't want to necessarily just be a voice on top. I kind of want to be an instrument in the song itself as yeah, well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So like uh, it's, it's, it's very fun <laughs> in that sense to think about it that way. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know which way I like more. I don't know if I like writing to dance in between that or if I like to write to just get the thoughts off because they're both very uh, fulfilling. Yeah. No, that's interesting. That's a uh, – because it – I've been a musician since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played the saxophone. So for me, music – I my entire life had a – I've been terrible at lyrics because I don't pay attention to the lyrics as much as mm-hmm. – as the music itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the beats and instruments and all that. <clears throat> so I understand the, um, I guess the emotion, like the emotional beats that you would get. Mm. Um, so I guess maybe like when you hear that beat, whatever strikes in you in that moment, mm. like fuels the lyrics for you of what you're going to say. It, 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 it gives me at least like, um, a guide or a starting point like sometimes like you know that the the the, the first feeling isn't that actual <clears throat> feeling like you mm. know but uh you know oftentimes i can just hear a beat and uh it'll just kind of uh transportive if you would though but like, yeah it kind of puts me into like a different space and like yeah um maybe it's like i'm writing out an episode if you would to like mm. you know to, yeah. to like compare it but like you know, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like uh, uh, the score. Yeah. Or, you know, right, like right. your soundtrack or what have you. So, um, I don't know. I just love listening to beats and finding beats. I love, to, I make beats as well, but okay. I just don't really share that as much. Uh, the last, last two people I shared beats with were uh, uh, Sammy Hughes, uh, another local homie of mine, and... Uh, uh, my buddy Stony Boo, who just released a project as well. And uh, yeah, they were both about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's dope. This beat nice. from like 2008. <laughs> 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 but like, they were, they were like, it's been sitting on But it's really cool to see like people's reaction to it. But I don't like to write over my own beats necessarily. Really? Because I've already put like a bit of that emotion out. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? So like when I hear like somebody else's beat, um, I'm hearing an emotion that they might not even be conveying. Oh, yeah. And I kind of like that. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. well, I want to, it's almost like, it's not competitive, but I'm like, I wonder what they think of how I approach their beat. Yeah. And I kind of want to send that, I will send my beats out to like friends or, or you know, fellow artists and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of want to see where they take them. Like, it's just, uh, interesting, you know, uh, continuing it on. If right. Like, you know, uh, sharing it a little further. And, uh, so where do you, um, so where do you get your beats then? You don't write your own. Um, I mean, you don't use your own. Uh, all over the place. Honestly, I I do a lot of like, just like online correspondence. Like, you know, you get people that'll send you like beat packs or, or, uh, seek them out. You know, like I sought them out, uh, initially because I, I hadn't been, you know, sharing music for a while. So who's sending me beat packs anymore? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, all over the place. Like, uh, I, what's funny is what got me back into like listening to beats is I was telling you, like, oh man, I wonder if this guy still makes beats. I went back onto like this old website that I used to like look for beats for in like uh, like 2010 or something like that, like years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, said, oh, he's like, he's on there and he's still making beats, and I'm like. Oh, let's check this. Whoa, he's gotten better. <laughs> you know, like, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's really like all over the place. Uh, it's it's not that difficult to source out these beats these days uh, as it was before. Like, you know, um, people are more uh, more quick to respond. I remember reaching out back in the day, and also maybe I didn't know how to contact somebody about trying to get. You know, and yeah, doing the transactions and all that stuff. You know, you're talking about money and not even seeing this person in the face, <laughs> right? Whatsoever. Um, but uh, yeah, like people are not meeting and making like platinum records right, and all this right. stuff so like that. You know, it's, it's it's definitely changed how that's like transitioned. Yeah, and um, I, I I I don't mind it, but I kind of do want to have like. Uh, I like having like interpersonal relationships and like being able to like talk and, and, right. and, and oh, we don't even have to be working <clears> on music. Like, let's go out and like, you know, get a coffee or grab a drink or something. Like, let's, let's discuss, let's live a little more. Right. That's right. what happens. We make better music. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, the online, the online game is cool for now. I think uh, the, the, the more I, um, continue to work and record and uh, work on these further projects so definitely do want to kind of um, <clears throat> kind of but I do want to end up like going to where these people are and, like you know yeah. some of these guys are in like DC Atlanta Virginia uh, one of the producers uh, he's like in uh, Germany or something but like oh, this nice. guy is like getting places up I, I was looking up um, I was looking up 21 Savage because of all this stuff that's mm. going on mm-hmm. with him and uh, he had just released an album. I listened to the album. And I'm looking at the credits, and like the guy that I'm talking about in Derby, he's got two credits on his album. I'm like, oh, oh he's wow. on my album. But <laughs> <laughs> like, that's awesome. That's like on kind of, your album, he's on, he's uh, the producer for Black Rose on my album. Uh, has two uh, two on Twenty One Savage. Okay. Project. Wow. So. Like, and I had no idea. And I listened to the project already, but I just never looked at the credits. I that's was like, amazing. Oh man. <laughs> you go like I mean me and 21 Savage were basically at the same level <laughs> I wonder if 21 Savage wouldn't visit him or right? vice versa right <laughs> oh, but that's what I mean though. it's like easier to interesting yeah I, you know it's so funny because I it's been I, I feel like especially now in the days of everything being so digital mm-hmm. um, you know I'm 40 so I came up in the days of like obviously cassettes mm-hmm. CDs um Vinyl was a little before my time, but like you always look at the the jacket of yep. the of the album, I love looking it. at credits and stuff like that. And I don't, I never do it anymore. Now everything's digital. Yeah. Um. So, and I don't know that people even nowadays even think to look at that stuff. They started paying like like listing more and more of it now. Like I noticed on like um, I I stream off of um like Apple Music and and and. Mm-hmm. Title mainly, um, but title initially was one of the first to like start doing like oh we're gonna show like the full <clears throat> rollout of the credits so oh, okay like, oh man it's it's not just like oh produced by 
sung by, written by, like, yeah. like breaking down composition, and like it's as if you opened yeah. the book up, which yeah. is cool to me. Uh, because like you, you're like, man, I miss like checking those credits, and like uh, that was for me. That was always a big thing when I was younger. Like opening up like the CD book, or like I have an older sister, and she had like cassettes and CDs, and I was like, oh, that's what you and your friends listen to. And, like playing it and trying to study it. And, yeah. Like, oh, this is cool because of this. And they're like, no, nah, it's cool because it sounds good. I'm like, oh, right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh man. Like, you know, I, I I've always been like big on finding like the 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 who's who behind it, and like that's yeah. how I got behind so many like the producers that I like, like not the ones that I work with, but like well, the ones I work with too. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like the you know the people that I grew up listening to, like your Timberlands and Pharrells, and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I didn't know they were making these records when I was younger, and they were on their come up. But then you go back and read the books, and it's like, oh snap, like. That was them on this. Yeah. Like, um, I always tell my friends about like this uh, Pharrell's first appearance on uh, on uh, like a major record is the the Human Nature remix by uh, SWV, and it's like a Teddy Riley produced song. Wow! But in the background, you hear like the S double U S V S S. Double? That's Pharrell. No way. That's his first appearance. And like I think he like programmed drums on that or something too. But he's like wow. 16. <laughs> he's like 16. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. Like credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I feel like too like that's stuff you gotta dig through. Uh, and I um you know, do being a musician my whole life, I did I would look at credits and stuff, but I didn't really dig into mm. like I was like like Apple Music does now, at least, like, who wrote it, produced it, and yeah. stuff like that. I always One thing that I always find fascinating is coming across tracks that written by, and it's, like, ten people. There's, like, ten names on there. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. Did you – there's, like, 50 words in this song. Did you eat right? And the artist like performing it is at the very bottom of that right. list. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? That's, uh, but, yeah, no, I would never – but it, like so, one of the people that I've that sticks out to me as someone that I've been like, man, this person has just floated through so many. Is um, uh, Skylar Gray? I think is her is her name. She's like she's been on tracks with like Eminem mm-hmm. and uh, and she's written or done. She's like written lyrics or produced some music. Mm-hmm. Been a vocalist. Like she's just kind of like. No, and she's been doing it for years, and like no one knew who she was until she like performed with Eminem at like the Grammys or something like that one time years ago. I'm like, Ridiculous. wait, she's been doing this forever. That's like the dream to me, though. Like the the R&B singer, the dream. Like he, like you know, he's got all these hit records under his belt that he penned, and uh, you know, he's he's you know, Umbrella by Rihanna and like Single Lady yeah. Beyonce, all these yeah. joys, like his songs. Uh, also, <laughs> sometimes you find the, 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 the rough recordings, like his demo said he's sending out. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love the Dreams music, but I did not love his version of him singing Umbrella. Oh, man. I want, you know, I sometimes, <laughs> not to, you know, clearly not insulting someone, but I feel like Listening to that would make you go, 
And that's why you're the that's why you're the background writer. You're not. That's why you're not Rihanna. It, it was a it was it was it was a very interesting uh, rendition. Uh, maybe it was his voice. Maybe his voice was before. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I but no, I do think there's something to the reality that like everyone, everyone. Well, I think instinctively, so many people want to be. They want to be the Rihanna. They want to mm-hmm. be the person. Yeah on the stage everyone looks at and like oh that's Rihanna's song or whoever it is Beyonce um but that that person in the background that no one knows their name that just has a credit somewhere Mm -hmm. on a random album (laughs) that song means what it means to you partly because of Beyonce or Rihanna Mm -hmm. whoever it is because they they brought it across to you in a way that you wanted to hear it. Exactly. But you owe just as much of like the meaning of that song for yourself to that person in that mm-hmm. in that house somewhere in Tampa that wrote you exactly. know whoever wherever they're at. Yeah. Or like you know like sometimes you know you get the the, the artist will give you something to write for them I suppose. But then there's also like the songwriters like the dream who are like. Writing these songs, yeah. Writing these songs, so it's like all from experience. Like this right. day of life that you're, yeah, exactly for the world, like, yeah. And that's what I was say. Like, mm-hmm. it, what is fascinating to me about that is, um, you know, clearly someone, you know, let's take that song, Rihanna. Clearly, like someone like Rihanna can emote that and can put that message across, and maybe in a way she feels it as well, and that's why she identified with the song and wanted to make it a part sure. of her album. But that song was the experience of yeah. of him in life at some point yeah. that he wrote. But it's, it's, it's crazy looking at it from like that perspective. Uh, so I don't often like dial it back that way, but uh, yeah, how many of those records are you a fan of the, the, the performer right. or you're a fan of the writer? Because what about those performers that perform a song and then they don't have another one? That ever compares. True. Yeah. <laughs> and they weren't put behind it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's yeah, true. You're knocking out some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I really do have um, a lot of respect for people like you that um, you're not just uh, performing something that was written. Mm. You're, you're performing something that you wrote that is your life, your experience, whatever, what is, you know, coming from inside of you and you're the one performing it. Now, granted, not everyone can perform the thing that they, they true. write. So that's not their talent, you know? True, true. Um, but I, I, you know, I've always had huge respect for that. For like, for example, someone that I've always, um, since they've been around that I have huge respect for them, whether someone likes their music or not is Lady Gaga yeah. because she predominantly writes, performs all of her stuff. Like it's her experience, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so for you in your so this EP that you put out mm. um, what's your I guess what's the what's the theme behind that for you what is that um, for you so nothing more nothing greater was um, is to me kind of a a sequence of the night so it's like um, you get you get like a little bit of hype and you get your fun time and you get into a little trouble, and you continue on, mm-hmm. and then you kind of taper off into the evening, and it and and it's this this uh, cyclical sound though. Um, 
what made me want to 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 write like it's about an ebor night essentially is what a, the long <laughs> the long and short of it is uh but like i just just uh not really having like ebor night songs or any songs that were like mm. you know we go out and we, we party, my friends and I, and we have our good times and stuff, and we have our songs that we like, but we don't have our songs, and we've got, like, local artists and stuff that do stuff, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, we don't have, you know, uh, like, our anthemic music mm-hmm. that could transcend and be shared with someone else, and, like, we're, you know, you you, you get, like, you know, you're, you're Atlanta artists that talk about hot spots in Atlanta. Yeah. You go to Atlanta and you love that. And you try to do that. You try to go there. You go to New York and, like, you know, you know all these blocks in New York, but you're mm. not from New York, but you know because it's just, right. been, like, fed to you so much. Right. So I'm kind of trying to, like, put a little bit of tampo on the spoon and see who's eating. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I like um, it. Like, there's a this song on the album Beach Street that's, like, uh, like a melancholy after party 4am hazy kind of song mm-hmm. about just that place like I had a group of friends that they you know we'd party and then they would always have the after party at the house on Beach Street and it was always some 4am goofy like have one too many kind of nights right right <laughs> you know endeavor but uh you know they had no idea I was even writing the song Oh, and then one day I came over to the house like, yo, I just got out of the studio. You want to hear something? I'm like, yeah. I put it on. And I'm like, oh, this beat's dope. And then the hook comes in and they're like, yo, did you just say Beach Street? Did you just say, like, did you just make a song about the, yo. Like, you know, incredible. Like, but it's just like staking the claim. Yeah. It's really what I want to do. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not like, oh, King of Tennis, well, I'm not, you know, but I, yeah. I, I just want to like, you know, represent and spread and like we've got a lot of cool stuff we've got a lot of good things going on here yeah let's talk about it let's share it let's not like yeah you know just uh turn a blind eye to it yeah. yeah no i dig that because i i do think there's a lot of uh tampa's in a tampa's in an interesting spot right now mm-hmm. i love it i love the growth that's happening i yeah. love things um and i've always been a proponent of well if you don't like something about it then change it do you know? Do your thing to change it. Art scene's not what you want it to be. Change. Contribute to it. <laughs> yeah. Make it. Start yeah. trying to make it the art scene you want it to be. Yeah. Um, but I feel like so many people, it's easier. They, you know, they do the. Well, I'm gonna pull up stakes here. I'm gonna go to the place that it's already established. I'm gonna yeah. go to Atlanta. I'm yeah. gonna go to a New York or an LA. Yeah. Um, because it's it's a bigger pool and it's already there. Yeah. My thing is though. Yeah, it's a bigger pool. Which makes you're a little bit more noise in that. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I am I am all for, like, the expansion of it because I don't necessarily feel the need uh, to move, but you got to move around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to travel, like, plant your seeds mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and come back home. And then you go back up and you, and you water mm-hmm. and you come back home. And you go over there and you water and you, but like you, yeah, you're slowly yeah. <clears throat> kind of uh, you know building your building your foundation you, 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 you got your garden you know right and tend to your garden and you will you know you get yeah. your flowers yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that's for sure so 
um, I definitely want to get like more travel in me, but I don't really have like the as much wanderlust as I have. I don't have the itch to move. Yeah, you know, right. I love it here. Yeah, yeah, and that's the difference to me. Like someone traveling, traveling's great. Like yeah. you, people need to experience other places and right. all that, but like you know, rooting yourself in a place, um, I think is really important and. I love that you're with your music, you're putting that into it. Like this is my home. This is my spot. I want people to know about that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep, um, like a a level of, of, it's not like me and it's not like honesty. It is like my my music is me. My music is, is uh, my honest interpretation of, of things. But I'm just trying to keep it, um, I don't know, as funky as possible, I guess would be the best way for me to say yeah. it. Like, I just want to keep it funky. Like, this is what I do. This is where I go. This is who I do that with. This is who I do that with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have fun. When you and your people come from your town and you come hang out here, guess what? You're going to have fun doing these things, too. You're going to go mm-hmm. back to your town and talk about that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I just want to, um, as homey as I feel about, you know, Ebor and my stomping ground in Tampa in general, you know what I mean? Like, I want to, I want to spread that thought. Like, yeah. I want that to grow. I want that to be like a further, yeah. uh, a further known thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, so. so would you say from your writing style, or do you come at things from a more positive approach to? Uh, I'm all over the place. I actually do find myself able to write, uh, more fluid from, <laughs> negativity than positivity. Okay. I was really having this conversation uh, last night. Uh, my buddy Evan Cooper and uh, we were just talking about um, you know you write a happy song. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is listening to your happy song? Nobody wants to hear you talking about how happy you are. Okay. <laughs> you, know, like, I, you know I'm not knocking but like Nobody really wants to hear you talk about how happy you are, especially if they're like having a bad day. Yeah. Like they can relate to your bad day song though, and it might put a little more light in their day. They're like, damn, I'm not the only one having a shit. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but you have the good day song and it's like, man, he's too happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, I, I also jokingly was like, yeah, man, you know what? I'm going to make some happy songs too. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's where my listenership stops. Right <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know, man. Pharrell literally wrote a song, yeah. Happy. That <laughs> <laughs> turned out to be one of the biggest songs ever. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Inescapable song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't mind writing happy things. Uh I just, again, like, I play in the tones and sonics, and a lot yeah. of the sonics that I do happen to, like, land on uh, aren't necessarily, like, happy. Not that I'm making, like, a whole album of somber music or sure, sad sure. or, like, dark music, but um, I do like, uh, excuse me, I do like uh, darker sounds and just, like, like I said, the, the, the album in of itself is uh, essentially, like, a moment through the night, so I mm-hmm. want it to sound like nighttime. Yeah. I want it to sound... You know what I mean? More, um, 
like nothing more, nothing greater. The title track I say has like an ominous tone to it. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It sounds like impending doom, even right. though I'm not talking about anything like that, but right. like, you know, Oh man, it's impending party or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but like, I, I just like, I gravitate towards those sounds. I gravitate towards that. And like really, uh, like, like spatial, like outer space, like mm-hmm. just this very like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I I used to drive around listening to the the score to Interstellar, yeah, like yeah, just because yeah, it's, it's got so much going on. I think it yeah. just makes my brain fire different, and I just mm-hmm. love like zoning in on stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I remember I was driving, and uh, my friend was in the passenger seat, and she fell asleep, and. You listen to that score and you're driving at four o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. Don't cut it up because you think it's too low. Oh, yeah, no, those volume changes go quick. <laughs> so I'm driving, it's 4 a.m. She's sleeping in the passenger seat. And I am like, oh man, it's like super low. And it's only on my side. So I crank it up and it just goes from driver's side to passenger seat, like mm-hmm. and out the window. And I almost went out my window. <laughs> um but yeah just like stuff like that like i um it's just really um it's like brain candy to me yeah you know what i mean yeah um that uh the 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 score to um carl sagan cosmos like i have a vinyl of that really yeah oh man it's like (laughs) <laughs> you know like yeah just just the way things are 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 layered and just like it it's again i keep saying this but like transportive like yeah you know what i mean like it just puts you right in that place yeah um just works for me yeah but um which is fascinating to me that music music is so transportive like mm-hmm. that like Take the same scene in the Interstellar movie. Yeah. Put different music to it. You got a different, <laughs> yeah. you get a different tone. You know, you put a happier or uh, I'm trying to remember because I love that score too from that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, sound, um, having been a musician, doing sound engineering stuff, sound in movies is a big deal to me. Yeah. I'm always impressed by certain sounds that you can hear and how they, how they mic'd it so that you would hear just even like someone's turning their feet on the floor and you can hear like the, yeah. the sand, the, the uh, you know, the crunch of the sand as they move or whatever, yeah. that kind of stuff. And that, so that score to me is in that movie is so fascinating because like you said, how it's layered that the quietness of everything mixed with the, um, it, like it's so, uh, inspiring mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ominous at the same yeah. time, you know, like, we're going to outer space. We're gonna save, but also we might die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. Yeah. That's obviously just like one of my favorite flicks too. So like I I could watch that movie a million times. Yeah. Um, it's a little I love it. It's a little uh um he's a little too heavy for me. A little too dark sometimes. Like, yeah. Um it's a little depressing, as it were. It gets a little heavy, depressing at points for me. I feel that. Like, uh, 
Spoiler alert! No, <laughs> <laughs> no I won't do that. I'll I mean, talk, if at this time, movie, right? if at this point they they don't know that, sorry. Oh, uh, dude, <laughs> my friend had not seen Interstellar, um, so I, I I loaned her my my copy of the DVD, and she held it for a year. She's been watching for a year. No way! So, like, I would come in and be like, "Hey, did you watch it?" Oh, did you watch it? Oh, oh man. And then when she finally gave me the DVD back, she's like, I almost couldn't bring it in because we were going to watch it again today. Oh, <laughs> like, man. her and her dude were watching it, like, I think they got, like, two good viewings out of it. Like, uh-huh. But I don't know, like, I, I like, I'm a sci-fi guy. I like, um, you know, I'm a Trekkie over a... Okay. Over a Wookiee. Um, okay. <laughs> all, right. All, right. all right. All right. It's okay. I mean, you know, and that's, like, that's the ongoing battle. Yeah. Uh, clearly, we know who's winning, though. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's fair, right? I can, I can take my L's yeah. over here. Right. Okay. All right. All right. I can take my L's over here. Um, but, like, that also trickles into my music, like that sci-fi element. Yeah. And, like, yeah. again, I guess it's, like, you watch those movies and you get all that suspenseful stuff and then you get like the way that they score those films and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm so intrigued by the film and the score that now that is just like my taste in music okay. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, you know, well, maybe I put like some heavier drums over these like softer buildups and we've got a new genre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, ah, that's awesome. Interesting. Um, that, so... Um, that makes me think of, so yesterday I was listening to an interview with, um, Whoopi Goldberg mm. and something knows about her. She's a huge sci-fi person too. Mm. Um, really? yeah. And I, so, you know, she was in, you're a Trekkie, you know, yeah. she was oh, in yeah. TNG. Uh, TNG, exactly. <laughs> um, and I didn't know this about her, but she, um, she went to them asking to be a part of Star Trek. What? Yeah, and um, she went and met with Gene Roddenberry, and her reason was, um, she said, you know, growing up, when she grew up, Star Trek started to become a thing, mm. um, and you had, and I forget the actress's name, but Lieutenant Uhura, yeah. first time, and she's telling Gene Roddenberry this, and Gene Roddenberry didn't know this, she's like, prior to you doing Star Trek, um people of color were not represented in the future. Mm. And I never heard someone put it that way either. Wow. To not just sci-fi, yeah. what, because all of these things, the way she described it is like Star Trek, all these things take place in the future. All these yeah. sci-fi shows and what, whatnot. And people of color were not represented in the future, which to me as a kid was like, we're, we're not yeah. a part of the future. Yeah. And then uh-huh. you put Lieutenant Uhura on screen says to her, we are, in the future. We, yeah. we are, we will be, we can be. Yeah. And so when uh, TNG came around and she was friends with LeVar Burton mm-hmm. and he was a part of it and she was like, I want to, I want to be, I want to be on that. And so Gene Roddenberry in her meeting, he was like, really? Are you sure about that? Blah, blah, blah. So he goes and, you know, meetings over like a week later, she comes back and yeah. he's like, I thought, not that I necessarily believe you, but I thought surely that is not can't not hundred percent be the case. You like research? He's like, you're right. It's so. 
Wow. Okay, what do you want to do? Like, what do you? And she said, not only being in it, but the character that he wrote for her being, um, being like the sage, like the wise yeah. sage yeah. across the universe in that in that role. And um, so, yeah, just that made me think of that of that thing of like people identifying themselves. And so like in your music, people yeah. identifying, you know, that kid listening to music and seeing, um, seeing themselves and what you're experiencing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was, I was, um, <clears throat> it's like working the other day at the bricks and we had, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, man. Oh yeah. Just go crazy. <laughs> Do you need some tones, some rollers? Uh, man. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, we had like, um, it's like Clash of the Crews, it's going on. We had Ray Barbie play. And I was like super stoked to see him and not able to actually go see the show. So I'm working. Okay. But uh comes inside. And he just asked me for a <coughs> cup of water. But as soon as he comes in, I'm like, extending my hand. I'm like, how you doing? What's up? Like, you know, like I missed the whole set. But like, he just came up, super humble cat. Like everything I'd read about him before and stuff. Just like super nice dude. But like, you know, he was like like a pillar skateboarder for like a lot of like um you know, just like a lot of like people of color who were in skateboarding and stuff. Like he was like the the like a representation of, of them in those pages and those mm. zines and stuff like that and seeing him do like things that, you know, maybe you didn't think you'd be able to do. Like, oh we don't do that. You know, like so it was kinda cool seeing him and seeing like uh you know, one of those like people that are are that like what you were saying for like Whoopi, yeah, and like talking about how like or like just like the the, the difference makers, like the, the yeah the visual difference makers. Yeah, it's a testament. Like yeah, so it's really cool to see that. I don't know why I went off on that tangent. I was going somewhere else with it, but uh, respect to Ray Barbie. It's really dope to meet you, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that brings up a question for me then. Like, do you see yourself in that? Is for lack of a better way of putting it, like a responsibility on yourself in that way. I, I, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't want to. I'm not necessarily out here trying to like lead people, but I'm also not trying to lead people uh, astray either. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so uh, a lot of a lot of what I put into my music is, is uh, you know, clearly, uh, you know, stories and, and life experiences of mine. But it's not like if, I, if I'm saying I'm not taking a million shots, I'm not saying, hey, you need to be doing that, too. Sure. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, um, I, I just want to have a representation of... of myself and and just like uh i don't know like how to put that man i uh i come across a lot of people i mean a lot of people i talk i I befriend a lot of people what have you and uh you know it's like infinite happiness I always yeah. smile on the street, da, 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 da. and people listen to my album like songs on the album they're like bruh 
like, Yo, Lewis is angry. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> or like, yeah. I'd be like, that's not your voice. You were yelling. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like, well, you know, there are different sides. So, like, I guess that's really what it is. It's like, you know, I, I want to show, like, the, the roundness of an individual mm. uh, and uh, of, of my own, you know, individuality, I suppose. And, uh, you know, show that it is, uh, it's okay to be, you know, uh, the person you are. You could be the happy guy. You could be the sad guy. You could be this. You could be that. You know, but there, there's, there's more to you than just being that right guy. So, or girl, like y'all. Yeah. Point at the mic a lot, by the way. <laughs> yeah. This is your, this is your person that you guys. This is your audience. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that make uh, that makes sense. I, I like that too. That uh, I guess I didn't think people get an idea about people from their music. You know, mm-hmm. like even in movies, you know, you listen to actors whoever talk about it all the time. People they'll encounter people and they think that they're the character that they play, <laughs> right? You know, and like oh, your life must be great because of all this, blah blah blah. And that ability to just be able to go, no, there's I'm a I'm a a full human being like everyone yeah. else. Yeah, I'm I'm happy all the time when you see me, but also on the inside there's there's stuff going on that exactly you don't see on my face. Exactly. You know, uh you you, you gotta put the mask on sometimes. Like at work, you know, you yeah. say you know, front of house, back house, right? As soon as you cross those double doors, those saloon doors, you got to put the mask on. You got to yeah. go out there and get your Oscar. And uh-huh. go back and sit through the double doors, you know, like, you know, you turn into uh-huh. Muttley or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. Grumbling or whatever. Like, not that I do that all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, sometimes you have to put on, like, face. And, like, I, I don't necessarily think I put on... Uh, put on face I just don't I don't showcase uh, what I don't feel what I feel doesn't need to be showcased so like if, if we're if we're here to have a good time or you're here to like have a drink for me or something you know like you're not here to listen to my problems actually I'm more supposed to be listening to yours yeah, like right, I'm, not, right. I'm not supposed to be that guy projecting my negativity right and as opposed to keeping that in like a work aspect I'm like man why am I gonna walk around projecting negativity anyway so like sure keep keep like some some helm of positivity no matter how cruddy your day is or whatever's going on and and, and work to fix whatever those problems <clears throat> are that are causing you to feel that way and and easier said than done most times sure but yeah it's it's just kind of taking like that steadfast outlook and I'm trying to keep a level of positivity right. in me. So I, I totally can understand why people are like, my dude, you okay? Some of those songs. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, but I think that's, I think that's good though, to have that, to have that outlet. Mm. I think everyone needs that outlet for, um, the negativity that's mm. inside. Cause then you can hold on to that too much. That's when it bleeds over into your work. Just trying to do, I feel like that's when you run into like you're on the person on the other side of the bar. Yep. It's just being a being a straight asshole about yep. things. Yep. And when I worked at Starbucks, one of the things I after a while I realized or started telling myself was that I have no idea what this person's day was outside of this mm. environment. 
and this might be the only place they felt in control of anything today. Mm-hmm. And this is how it manifested by them like demanding their whatever. And it's not, it's not me. It's not this coffee. You're yelling yelling at the, at your boss or whoever else, whoever else that, you know, and you know, I, 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 uh, I take a, take a fair amount, you know, but I, I don't let it eat at me just because it's just that, man. Like, you know, some people are going, you don't know what somebody's day is. Right. You know, you don't know why they're in that mood. You don't know why mm. they're even talking that way. They might not ever talk to people like that in the first yeah, place. True. You know, like, yeah. you might have just caught them in that moment where everything just boiled over. Yeah. Does it make it right? No. But it doesn't help to to compound upon things. Sure. Like that. You know? Yeah. Not saying be a pushover, or like sure. roll over, but yeah. like you know, empathy is, is <laughs> yeah, you know, it, and then and just like thinking a little further out. Uh-huh. I'm also a chronic overthinker, but <laughs> like, <laughs> like thinking a little further out. I'm like, man, yeah. you know what? This guy could have had a shit day in the sixth grade, and it's still fucking right. <laughs> you know yeah, you're right. Like, so like, hey, you're you right. Know, I'm not having a bad day. I'm not going to take his negative energy. Right. But what I'll do is send some of my positive over this way mm-hmm. and try and reverse his or his or her change his trajectory a little bit. Man. Yeah. Like stop the flow of the negative energy. Yeah. You know? Could you just, um, could you go ahead and run for an office or something? <laughs> I am vice mayor, uh, <laughs> Teddy Tampa, CEO. Emo night is the yeah. mayor. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, and I love that attitude because I feel like that is something more of us need to carry around. Like the empathy of like, because I, you know, you think you, you've been on that side of the bar, mm. that person to a bartender at some point, or maybe not a bartender, but somewhere. Man. At some point, every all of us have. You know, you've been mad while you're driving. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're great. <laughs> or you've been mad while you've been driving. And, oh, I you yell know, at people like, all the time while I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's, we all, you know, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, yeah. you know, uh, we're all going to have our moment where we're like, and then like, you know, mm-hmm. steam blowing out of <laughs> ears. Yeah. But... As long as that's not you. That's not your MO. That's not your that's not you. Right. That's a part of you. Yeah. Sure. But that's not you. And I feel like a lot of that's a choice too, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can choose to hold on to that and like just live in that negativity. You gotta get it out. Like I mean like you know, you're saying like, yeah, record it, like you do your music and like you show them this side of it. It was like you can draw it if you draw, you can paint it, you can like get all yeah. this out. Like my friend's selling some paintings the other day because she's trying to like, make room to make more art and then some of these paintings were from like this moment where she's like I was really dark mm. I can't go back to that place yeah because that's the place I have to go to make those paintings that style of painting I can't go there right but I will be painting again <laughs> so it's like I wanted to buy one of these pieces and I was like yo that's dope it's really dope and I bought one from her not that long ago that was kind of in a similar vein like I'm trying to start a collection of her artwork I hope you're listening Courtney um, <laughs> yeah shout her out <laughs> now Courtney Hoddle man she does like really dope artwork but um, 
yeah, she was like just like, kind of like posting and trying to get get rid of or not get rid of, but like sell some of her art to make room so she can make more stuff. And yeah, I legit really wanted that piece, and I'm gonna find whoever bought it and, <laughs> <laughs> and take it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just like it was really interesting to read. Like you know, yeah, I. I had to go to a place to do that sort of work, though. And, yeah. you know, as opposed to it being <clears throat> helpful, it was more harmful. And mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to the place where it's, like, harmful yeah. for my own psyche, for right. my own self to, like, you know, manifest those ideas and stuff. So, like, it was really interesting to see somebody phrase it in that way. Yeah. Uh, hmm. well, don't paint anything like that right. anymore. Right? <laughs> like, but, um, yeah. Uh, find find a way to get all of those energies out though man like hit a punching bag or something I yeah don't know. like there's, right. there's, there's an outlet for all of it holding it all in it's no good for you it's no good for the people around you like yeah. it's no good for anybody like yeah you gotta get it all out yeah agreed yeah. so and your uh who do you who would you say are your your influences right now music wise uh musically uh, always been like a super huge NERD and like Pharrell fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kid Cudi is definitely like a big influence of mine as well. Yep. Um, I currently though I'm like listening to uh, Zeppelin. <laughs> like listening right. to like Led Zeppelin. So. All right. And. Uh, it's actually like trickled over into some of the stuff that I've been writing, which is kind of cool because I didn't think I would. It's not even like the the the, the musicality, but it's just kind of like listening to like the, the vocal layerings and yeah. things like that. And yeah. Like you know the the people that they brought in, and, and, and it's just like really cool and stood out to me uh, so much so that I, I started writing a song. I was like, oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tap so and so. I'm gonna hear this thing right here. Yeah, and I'm gonna do this with my vocals and stuff. Um, uh, outside of that, I guess I've been listening to um, uh, Sky Soft Glass. It's like um, I don't want to sound like the, the <laughs> artists. Uh, oh, is it a uh, similar artist song like yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> For fans of. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, but um, yeah, like uh, it's, it's like you know, like totally more kind of like um, uh, 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 sales hoops stuff like that. Like it's like really like chill, dreamy mm. music. Like mm-hmm. I'm all over the place because I don't have a specific destination for the next like realm of yeah. uh, the next project. Yeah. Uh, so it's like the fun time. This is yeah. like make all the different kind of music, and then like yeah when my storyline starts to come together, I'll start writing more songs, but those will likely be more cohesive, either sonically or, or uh, lyrically, like, you know, putting it in a realm uh, that it'll all live together. Or maybe I just put out singles for the rest of my life. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, I feel like some people have definitely made their careers out of just yeah. putting out some, some singles. Uh, the, with like the whole digital thing, though, man, like it's not even, yeah, it's, true. Not, it's a non-issue. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, I can legit like put a single up, yeah. put a video up, 
Are you are you familiar with an artist named Francis and the Lights? Yeah, yeah. I feel like all of his stuff is like three song EP, yeah. four song EP. He just got like a list of those. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a full like LP from him. I think everything <laughs> so it, it maybe up, is, but I feel like I, like at least all the stuff that I have is like two song EP, <laughs> four song EP. Sure that. I don't know, man. I'm not mad at that. Like, I honestly was going to do, uh, I, I've recorded three songs thus far um, leading into, like, my, my next phase. And, um, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're all, like, in a similar pocket. Like, they all could live together. But I, like, opted to continue to write and, like, build it out. But I'm like... And, you know, I might just roll back and drop that three-piece real quick uh-huh. <laughs> and continue because the longer I sit on it, you know, the less likely I'm going to want to continue yeah. with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm real good <clears throat> at not sharing my music. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I am, yeah. You know, this is the first project out, right? And, like, I've got, like, three full bodies of work that have not wow. seen, like, the light of day. Why do you, why do you think that is? Why? Because I move on. I move on. Like, yeah. I, I like. I'm. I, it's not that I dislike the music or anything. It's just all right. I put. I put this time into. It, I put this time into it, and like you know, you hit a number of walls while you're trying to do it, and yeah. maybe like one portion of it's done, but you've already started getting intrigued by another. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. my, my squirrel like mindset, yeah. dude. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, calm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, like I just kind of. Um, I start growing into the next project and then I'll start writing on that and like get really into that. And then I start to try and like build like a little scheme of how I can market it, how I can grow it. And like, you see, I'm over here like writing a treatment and a storyboard for this mm-hmm. video. Like I get into like all these different aspects of it and <clears throat> in doing it by myself, I kind of, uh, I can <laughs> quickly burn myself out Yeah, and then have to like, like push myself, push myself away for a second. Yeah. But, uh, like with nothing more, nothing greater, I, I'd been scheming on how I was going to release it and pushing back the date that I wanted to release it over and over again. And the music was essentially done, uh, minus like, uh, finalizing like the mastering, which shout out free back. What up? Don't free back. (laughs) Killed it on the master. Max Foreman killed it on the mix and recording. Um, but like, I essentially forced the album out. Like, I forced myself to put it out. I'm like, you're gonna keep pushing it back, and mm-hmm. it's you're not gonna put it out. You're gonna do what you do with all the other ones. And like, yeah, I flatly refuse to do that to myself again. Like, I'm, nice, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I talk it. And I'm there, and I'm doing the work, and the work's not done just because the music's recorded. You know? mm-hmm. But I get so enamored in that that I'm like distracting myself from finishing. So I'm like yeah. running a race with the finish line not even coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. One of my favorite philosophies is by a guy named Guy Kawasaki. Okay, uh, he wrote a book years ago called The Art of the Start, and it's all about he was. He was one of the original, uh, what they call it, Apple evangelists. Okay. Back in the day, he was, you know, they were like getting Apple 
computers into the world and yeah. like why it's better than Microsoft, all that kind of stuff. Um, back in the early days. But, um, so he wrote this book and his whole philosophy was about like, if you're starting your thing, you're an artist, you're starting, you're an entrepreneur, starting business, whatever. He eventually became a venture capitalist. Mm. And his thing was Apple's philosophy that he learned there was, um, don't wait till your product is perfect to put in, put it out there. Because if you try to make it perfect, you'll never get there. You'll never put it out. So, Get it working, put it out there, and then fix it as you go, or you know whatever. And, um, and so, and I think that applies in so many ways. Like, you know, even artistry, like you could nonstop tweak it and make it better, or change it, and yeah. you keep doing that, it never gets out there. And I feel like people need to hear what you have to say, kind of thing. You know, I, I. I'm glad you shared that with me because that's really kind of like where I'm at though with it. Um, not with that in particular, but like, you know, with the recording process and like finalizing all these things because uh, the first, like the first release, the title track, Nothing More, Nothing Greater, I, I was in the studio so much because I was like, I heard the song in my head. I hear all the songs in my head. So I'm going to the mm. studio and I'm just like staying in the lines essentially mm-hmm. at that point. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I went to that studio so many times and I had all these other songs that I needed to be like recording and getting ready. But there was something that was bothering me on that song mm. and I spent so much money. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Just going back to the studio and like, oh. all right, we'll touch this song real quick and then we'll jump into this one and real quick turn it into... Hey man, we got about fifteen minutes left for the session. <laughs> oh <laughs> man! Okay, no, but I, you know, I, I, I do have like that little bit of like perfectionist, yeah, in me. So like, I kind of fight that back because the song was where I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. and I heard something else, and yeah. it's like, hey, let's try this, and then we wound up going back to essentially the original concept which is how that works oh, right? Yeah, right, like, right you know like, yeah. oh man we gotta change this 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 this. you know what let me hear it again oh my gosh that's it yeah hey I just wiped everything that we did over the last six months uh, because it's what we did in the first one <laughs> yeah the first one was it yeah, yeah. you know so uh, learning to be better about that and and uh, forcing myself to like pull the trigger because I'll sit like I said chronic overthinker I'll sit and think about all the different I'll sure. do that Doctor Strange like uh-huh, 14 uh-huh. million different well which one worked only one <laughs> <laughs> guess what it was the first it one. was Are the you? first take <laughs> like, oh man yeah that, that's been that's been the lesson honestly I think that is my yeah. lesson recently is yeah. like it's not that I'm doing any lazing or loafing you know what I mean but like Pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, jump. <laughs> or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. However you want to like, you know. Yeah. I, well, I think that. that's important. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, I'm glad that your stuff, I'm glad that you're putting your stuff out there more and it's, uh, more people are getting to hear it now because exciting. You're doing good stuff, man. You're Thank doing you, good bro. stuff. So, um, a couple things just to kind of wrap up a little bit. One, um, I know you're a Trekkie, so uh, if you didn't know, the name of this podcast is Boldly Going. 
Oh, I do. <laughs> okay. Um, and so the whole, you know, the the idea of it, I guess, or the thought behind this podcast is, I want people to hear from people that are not necessarily famous or well known, mm-hmm. but they're they're people that are they're doing their thing. They're they're using their creativity, their brilliance, their um, um, their influence, what they have to to do something in the world. Yeah. You know, they're not just sitting around with like, Oh, I have this idea, but I'm, you know, I have this other thing over here is keeping me away from it. Like they're finding a way to do the thing they love. Yeah. Um, and because I feel like that, I feel like we need to hear more stories like that and an understanding of like, yeah, I don't have to quit my job to go do it. Yeah. I can find a way to do it while also paying my bills. Exactly. Um, and maybe it'll become a job one day and it'll pay my bills. But if not, that's okay too. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I'll, uh, I have a question I'd like to end on, but before we get to that, what, um, where can people find your music? How can they follow you social media-wise, all that kind of stuff? Right How can they experience Lewis Jr.? <laughs> so uh, Instagram followers, I am at Big Brown Downtown. That is B-I-G-B-R-O-W-N, downtown. That is Big Brown Downtown. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do radio. Could you, yeah, could I was going to say, could you do that in a uh, – actually, if you can <coughs> – excuse me. Uh, if you could, uh, if you could uh, summon some Cornell West and tell the people – that big brown downtown. Oh, man. I have to practice that one, man. I am definitely going to run up on you one day and just be talking like, I'm going to wear a suit and everything. I'm just going to scare the shit out of you. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, <laughs> that's definitely a mission statement of mine. <laughs> um, All right, big brown Twitter, downtown. <laughs> Twitter is uh, Lewis X Jr. L-O-U-I-S-X-J-U-N-I-O-R. Uh, my music is on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal. You look up Lewis Jr. Once again, L-O-U-I-S-J-U-N-I-O-R. The album is Nothing More, Nothing Greater. Uh, nine nine uh, original records, emotion-evoking, fun time having. Maybe you drink, maybe you don't. You'll find out. Um, you can find all of these things on lewisjr.com. There's a link to all social media, all streaming sites. And there's a music video up there, and I'm staring at this microphone right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving that microphone. You're, That's a fire like microphone. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, and it's important that Lewis Jr. is spelled out, not oh, yeah. Jr. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. yeah. I love yeah. it. It's my, it's my actual given name. I had a stage name for the longest time, and I kind of just wanted to uh, take the mask off. Interesting. You know what? I didn't even think to ask yeah. if that was yeah. a stage name because I assumed – the, at least the moniker Lewis Jr. Mm. Yeah. That in and of itself was a stage name. I didn't know Jr. is actually yeah. part of your real name. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's like my – I don't even have a middle name. Like, no way. Get out of here. Like, yeah, like I'm just the third though. Like Lewis Jr. the third. That's insane. How did you not know that? <laughs> oh, man. I remember I switched, I switched to my, my given name for my stage uh, handle, I suppose. And my friend uh, Mike Peters is like, yeah, dude. I kind of wanted to suggest you do that. You have a name for the stage. I'm yeah, like, I, I never thought, I never thought of my name like that. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. respect to you know my 
my father and my grandfather. Sure. But I never thought, like, oh, man, that's the name, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I made up a stage name because I was like, well, who's going to want to call me Louis Jr.? <laughs> so what you're telling me is your grandfather, Louis Jr., mm-hmm. father, Louis Jr., Junior. <laughs> Louis Jr. Jr. Yeah. You're Louis Jr. the third. Yeah. That's in, that's <laughs> Oh, that's so good. It's like a Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. <laughs> I that, you know, like a lot of actors will they they get a, they have a stage name because mm-hmm. you know, whatever their real name's not either not that great or mm-hmm. they don't want their name. Like the Sheens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which by the way, Estevez is much cooler than Sheen. <laughs> But I get it. When Martin, when Martin was coming up, Estevez didn't, didn't fly. That wasn't going to fly so well back in the. It, I get it. Um, but you know, you're, he's so right. You were born with a stage name. I feel like you would go into a, to a rep or whatever, and they'd be like, Let's go. We don't need to change it. Your name's perfect. Let's go. Let's have one of these meetings up, man. Let's go. Yeah. Exactly. We need to make that happen. Oh, man. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, so uh, but where does Big Brown downtown come from? Because that's my that's what I love to call you. <laughs> that was like a random night. Like it was uh, a few friends and I. And we were out drinking, and my handle was Lewis X Junior at the time. And I forget, it was like an ex girlfriend said something, and she was like, "Yeah, call him Big Brown downtown or something like this." Joke <laughs> and immediately just changed my hand. Like it has not changed. Like, yep, that's it. That's, that's the one. <laughs> I uh, love it. Fun times. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay. So to, to wrap it all up, mm-hmm. um, I always like to close with this question. Um, you know, given that the idea is, is boldly going, people pursuing their thing. Um, do you, do you believe that every, everyone has that ability to, to chase that thing, accomplish that thing that they are passionate about, that they love and, uh, you know, why or why not? You know, what's your perspective on that? Uh, I, I do believe uh, we all have that in us. Um, it's, it's, it's countering, again, like what I'm doing myself currently. It's just kind of countering those, those overthinking, overboding thoughts and actually going out and, and setting off. Mm. If you're just sitting in sitting and docked the whole time. Yeah. You don't know what's out there. Yeah. You don't know how that's going to pan out for you. Yeah. I believe uh, Michael Scott, the great Michael Scott. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yes, please feed me some wisdom for Michael Scott. <laughs> I'm doing that. But it's written on the draw race before it work to um, a friend Kelly. You know Kelly Bridge? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's clearly like the, 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 the office fan. Okay, yeah. But she, uh, you know, Michael Scott stole the Wayne Gretzky quote. It's like you miss 100% of the percent of the shots you don't take. Uh-huh. Wayne Gretzky scratched out Michael oh Scott. God. <laughs> That's um, one of my favorite things, though. But, yeah. but it's, it's real, yeah. though, man. Like, I mean, like, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta jump. You gotta jump. <clears throat> yeah. You have to swing. Right. You have to fucking shoot the ball. You have to get out of bed. Yeah. You have to get out of your head. You have to mm. do whatever it takes to try. Like, to, just to take that chance. Take yeah. the chance. Yeah. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Guess what it did? It changed something. Mm. That's so... That's, uh, that's a great point. Yeah. Like, keep trying. That's awesome. I love it. 
Um, if I can, if I can wrap it up with something you said earlier, um, and just kind of offhand, you said I want to be, I want to be an instrument mm-hmm. in the the song itself. Yeah. Um, I think that's very pointed to what you just said of like boldly going is about like being a part, being an instrument in your own song. Everyone's got a song, yeah. you know, quote unquote. Uh, be your own instrument of that. That's what makes a difference. So, dude, thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you. Keep killing it, man. Hey, man. thank you for having Thanks for being on. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, everyone, go follow uh, Lewis Jr. Go, go get his stuff. Spread the word. Tell, tell your friends. Tell the world about his stuff. Because there's, there's a lot of great hip hop in the world. We need to add another great, great one to that world. I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. Now. The, the official parts over with. I have to. You made me think of this uh, <laughs> being a bartender. One of my favorite memes right now it says. Everybody's done. <laughs> Friends through eternity.